she was, in fact, the, uh, the first the first time? No. The second time. She she was furious. And I'm like, why are you mad? I'm the one hurting. I'm sorry. But she's like going, you don't realize. He goes, We've, we haven't gone on vacation. Um, we, we have done little things, but we've been... I've been saving my funds rather than spending it so we both can go on a vacation. Um, I've been saving it towards the hike or buying gear or, or things like that. So they've, the last few years have been sacrificing, you know, going out and having fun um, for the hike. Welcome to the Hiking Through Podcast, where we get to pull up a seat at the campfire and have a conversation about all things through hiking. I'm Erin Egan, and today's guest is Geeky Girl, known off-trail as Michelle Scott. She got put through the ringer in 2019 on the PCT and wrote about the experience in her book, A Hundred Mile Journey Plus a Few Extra. As you can probably guess, it didn't go quite according to plan. In this episode, we talk about the things you need to think about when you're 50 hiking the trail, the cost of the dream, the importance of remembering to be where you are, her changing relationship with the trail, and a few photobombing cats. You can find this episode at hiking-through.com, as well as on our brand new Hiking Through channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Apple Podcast and all the other podcast places. Enjoy my conversation with Geeky Girl. Podcast, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Aaron's like, woo. <laughs> we're gonna have. We're gonna get this party started. Cool. <laughs> um, and welcome. Uh, not welcome. And thank you for sharing your book with me, um, because it, while it it is each person's individual experience, it is the book mm-hmm. closest to you know, you're my age, you are going into it, um, you know, having to think about the things that I will have to think about. Yeah. But I have a feeling you're a lot more fitter than I was when I started (laughs) the trails. (laughs) Maybe, but I have a feeling that the, you know, the sore knees, the, the aching (laughs) bones and joints and muscles and all of that stuff, well, mm-hmm. somewhat universal, um, is also particularly special as we get older. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, it, for everybody who's listening, um, so your book is called A Hundred Mile Journey Plus a Few Extra, mm-hmm. yes. which very much sets us up for a hundred miles, huh? Like <laughs> what happened? Oh man. What didn't happen? <laughs> like, I didn't get a trail name. I will say that that did not happen, but uh, maybe it would have had I been able to stay on longer. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Your light just got a little wonky over there. I don't know if it's, uh, you got hmm. your light on in your room. Um, there we go. It is up above me. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I do have a fan going. I could stop that. It might be doing something to the uh, the light. 
No, it's it seems yeah. to be where you are. Like some at some point your your camera picks you up and then at another point mm-hmm. you go into dark. It gets dim. Huh. Maybe if I've got that shut behind me. So I'm trying not to get the uh it's hard to black it out. <laughs> yeah, the glare. Okay, yeah. we're just gonna we're just gonna okay. go. Okay. Um so so with a title like that, mm-hmm. it begs the question, what happened? Or yeah, basically just what, what happened? happened? <laughs> what happened? Why didn't I complete the through? <laughs> or yeah, I mean part or, of, partly <laughs> that. Um, but also actually, you know what? I'm gonna just scrub all of that and I'm just gonna start okay. over with okay. not to start over from the front from the beginning, but start over with in reading the book, mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff going on, not the least of which was you wanted this. Like yeah. everybody yeah. gets on the trail and they want it, but you wanted this. Mm-hmm. This is true. <laughs> I wanted it. I thought I knew it wasn't going to be easy, um, but I think to some extent I, uh, because of watching so many vlogs and, and in reading other people's books, um, I may have um, over fantasized a little bit, <laughs> but I'm like, it's, it's not all, I didn't expect it to be all butterflies and super easy and, and or anything like that, but my God, <laughs> some of the difficulties that you run into, it's like, I know the trail tests you, but in that first hundred plus miles, it felt like everything was thrown at me. I'm like, can I just a little break here? <laughs> I mean, um, I don't, the only easy-ish day that I had is when I came back after going home to see if I had a break or not um, in my foot uh, was that those eight and a half miles between Barrel Springs and Warner Springs, because it's really mild there. There are some up and ups and downs, but it wasn't a super hot day. The, uh, the, uh, the elevation gain was very minimal. Um, and it was, it was, it was very nice, but I still was aching a little bit, but I think I was still dealing with, uh, you know, the first, the first hundred miles still, my body was still dealing with that. <laughs> Your body was a little traumatized. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. I mean, I lost, I think I lost weight, uh, weight too quickly. Um, cause I think I lost about 14 pounds in that first little stretch, mm-hmm. um, which is great, but that's, I think I was losing too quickly, which also led me to believe afterwards that I probably wasn't eating enough either on the trail because every afternoon around three or four, I would just crash and I'm like, I don't want to do anymore, but there's still like at least two hours of daylight, if not more, I could have made much further miles, but I was just my body, my energy just bonds completely. So I'm like, okay, learning, learning a little bit more. (laughs) Did you adjust for that on the trail or was this more something in retrospect? You're like, "Mm, okay. In retrospect, because I'm like, what, you know, why, why was I feeling so bad at at the end of almost every day? Um, Unless it was a short day, like um, the stretch into um, Mount Laguna was a, a short pretty short day because I made the day before a short day because of lack of sleep. <laughs> it's funny because I, I want to camp with people, but then if you're around people who snore a lot, 
you don't get any sleep. So it's like, it's almost better to camp solo, but then you miss the social aspect too. Yeah. Well, it was funny in reading your book and, and it's also funny cause I'm listening to another or I'm, I'm uh, editing another episode right now as well. And he also is mentioning the sounds of people, you know, like mm. there it's, it's one thing to, to camp in the groups, but people are really loud. <laughs> Even when they're yes. trying to be quiet, they're really loud. Yeah. Especially in the morning when you have to like, if you're using an inflatable mattress, it's like psh, crinkle, 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 crinkle. <laughs> and like, oh, no. uh, what is it? I'm totally spacing on the, the mattress of choice or the inflatable mattress of choice, but that's renowned, renowned for being loud. Mm. Yes. <laughs> even though I was using an, an Axle Air, I think it was a, a big Agnes product. And even that's loud. It doesn't sound like paper, you know, like the, uh, the, uh, the chip bag, but it's still pretty loud. <laughs> yeah. And then I think in your book, you're also, you were also talking about snoring. Like people snoring? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I probably do too. I don't know because I'm asleep. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, the, um, the Fred Canyon. It wasn't in Fred Canyon, but it was it Fred Canyon. You get through Kitchen Creek and then I guess it was a Fred Canyon. And there's a stream that go, goes through. Um, that's usually dry, but 2019 was a particularly wet year, as we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Overly, a lot of rain. Um and there was, that's a really large campsite, but there was a large amount of hikers camped there. And um, I was propped up I don't know, close to the, where the trail is. And then I had a lot of room around me, but other people filled in. And Mondo, bless him, I love the guy, but God, that guy snores. But he set up camp. That was the first time I met him. And he set up camp like about six feet from me. And I swear, it, he sounded like he was an extra in The Walking Dead. He snored like one of those zombies. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I got like very little sleep that day or that evening. Yeah. I, that, that is actually something that I dread. It's honestly like a, a concern of mine, like, which seems would, crazy, but. Yeah, usually there's, there's, I think there's enough room, but I think especially, I mean, I started at the beginning of April, tons of other people are, are hiking around that time. So there was just a, a lot of campers there. Um, mm-hmm. I think normally it would have fit like maybe 15 people comfortably. And some people were hammocking way off, um, but we had at least 25 campers there. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was loud. I, I think in hindsight, um, the, um, the earplugs would have come in handy, like just to bring them. But I don't need that. I like listening to nature and falling asleep to frogs, not realizing that you're probably next to a bunch of people that snore and that I can't sleep through generally. (laughs) That there are frogs and then there are frogs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard people say that the earplugs, uh, having earplugs saved them um, because Mm-hmm. You have the the people sounds, but nature can also be rather loud in its way as well at night. <laughs> true, <laughs> this is true. I didn't hear. Um, I heard a lot of coyotes, which that's fine because I grew up 
out here in Southern California, they're in kind of a rural area. So I, I'm used to hearing them a lot. Um, but I swear I heard, I don't know if there's wolves out here. I heard something a little bit different uh, in between um, Mount Laguna and Julian. And I'm like, that sound like wolves, but they were way far away. So I didn't have to worry about that. Um, and then I did hear some foxes too. The, uh, the vixens anyways. <laughs> How does like, that sound? Scale some attention. Um, it sounds like a screaming woman. If it, it's very similar to screaming woman, I swear. <laughs> oh it's, man. It's bizarre, but it, it's, it doesn't, it sounds different enough where you, if, if you've heard the sound before of a screaming vixen, you're like, okay, that's a fox. <laughs> Looking for a mate. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, that, that sounds bizarre. That would be one of those things that, you know, you go to sleep. You know what? I'm going to change this whole virtual background thing because it's driving okay. me bananas. But um, that's one of those things where, uh, you know, you're in a nice sleep. You know, you're asleep. It's it's beautiful. And then you all of a sudden have that sound. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see you waking up like heart racing and freaked out and then having to try to process what the heck is going on. Yeah. Luckily, when it happened to me, I was trying to fall asleep. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's the stupid fox. <laughs> Give her some attention. Somebody, please. Because I would hear her. She traveled. It was a day after Warner Spring. She would travel to different locations around me oh my <laughs> gosh she finally quieted down but <laughs> like man <laughs> come on somebody i know somebody give her some attention <laughs> yeah oh man when how long were you wanting to do the trail how long was this a dream for you well, I, I first heard of it um, with hiking with some friends out on the PCT, actually out behind White no, Cabazon, because we, we went up to where it would go down the San Gregorio Wilderness and then to Whitewater. Um, and we, we were geocaching um, up the trail. And one of the guys there had hiked the AT and had hiked the PCT and um, just told me about it. And I just got obsessed with it. I'm like, what is this thing? I've never heard of it before. I've lived here my entire life out in Southern California. What is the PCT? So I started picking up books. And at that time, I think that was 2013. Um, there wasn't many vlogs out yet. Um, I did find a couple. Um, I just remember this one guy named Chad. And I remember I was just glued to the screen. And I, I go back and watch his videos now and I can't. Because it's like, they're really short, like three to six minutes. There's no, um, there's, it's super windy. There's no plosive cover on, on whatever he's using. So it was like, you can't hear anything. Um, but it was so exciting to me back then. And now though, you see like, what was it the year before I went? You see like, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Jennifer Maven. I forget her name. A musical woman. Mm -hmm. um, you see something like hers and you're like, oh, this is so put together so well. Um, or even if you don't have, like I didn't, I just used my phone literally. I didn't have any kind of, um, anything for the mic. It just was fine. I think they've improved on the design or something, but it's gotten so much better. Um, but yeah, I just started reading everything I can get my hands on wilderness guides. Yes. I wrote, I read wild. <laughs> I was disappointed. She didn't like the whole trail. 
<laughs> but then I read other things as well. And I, you know, just slowly became more and more obsessed, especially since it's, you've got part of it um, really close to me there in Cabazon. And if I go up to 74, which is actually possibly closer than that, I can, I can hit it by the Paradise Valley Cafe too for just short day hikes. So I'm like, oh, I gotta, I, I, I just had to do it. You know, but again, that's part of that was the fantasizing part of it. <laughs> I mean, I did a lot of research, so it wasn't, I didn't expect it to be flat. So let's just put it that way. But I didn't expect it to be. <laughs> and particularly the desert. As hard as, um, as hard as it was, especially since I was doing, yes, yeah. Well, yeah, and I live out here. So I trained all the time out here in the desert, but mostly day hikes. I did do an overnight up in Whitewater. Um, and I did do, um, like a 12 miler between, um, uh, the Palm Springs aerial tram and into Idlewild. That was fun though. Um, I took the tram, uh, hiked, um, they had just opened um, a part of it that had been burned. They had opened it back up and we went through it like a hidden preserve. So I took that route instead of going up to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Wellman's Divide. I didn't, I didn't take that route. I took another route and then it dropped down. And once you got out of the burn area, you went into this beautiful fern forest. It was amazing. And then you eventually hit Saddle Junction, which is where the PCT crosses it. And then I hiked down into Humber Park and then road walked into Idaho. That was not fun. But, you know, I had done, that was 12 miles. And I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> but the heat is a little bit different on the desert floor than up in the mountains. So. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> did when you stepped on the trail, did you feel like you were ready for it? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I was nervous. I was so nervous um, that day, but I had plans that first day. My problem is I, I over plan and I run numbers and, and I'm like, okay, I know I'm not you know young. I know I'm not super thin, but I know I can make it to this point. Or at least, and I'll have a backup plan. Like I, I meant to make Hauser Creek that day, which is like mm -hmm. around mile fifteen. Um, but the backup plan was mile twelve because I know there's some campsites there, and I thought that would leave me enough time that I only have to do eight miles into Lake Marina. Although you have to deal with the climb at Hauser Creek, but that first day it wasn't super hot, but it was warm enough where after a certain point I was like, I gotta stop, I gotta stop, and that was like mile seven. Um, and the only reason why I didn't stop is there was no campsites open at that point. <laughs> so I had to keep going. <laughs> but I found one around mile, just shy of mile nine, there was a pipe gate with some beautiful spots to the left. So I'm like, score, I'm done. <laughs> Camp for the night. <laughs> Having that happen for you on the first day, did that readjust your expectations or adjust like what you were thinking you were going to do each day or that kind of thing? De definitely. Definitely. I'm like, okay, <laughs> definitely. Well, especially since I knew that second day was going to be super hot. Um, although the forecast was 85, but I think it did get up over 90. And I'm like, there's no way I'm at mile nine ish now. So I'll hit, I'll hit Hauser in about six miles which who knows how long it'll take me. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do the climb out of Hauser in the afternoon. <laughs> there's it's no way. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I just, you know, 
took my time. It didn't take my time, but I worked my way down there and I'm like, okay, I'm already a day behind because I'm like, I have, I only had, I mean, I had all, I had five and a half months to finish it. And I allowed like an extra week's worth of time. So I wasn't panicked yet, but um, I took a leave of absence from work. Uh, I, I had I have a job where I have the luxury I could do that. Um, they make you burn through all your vacation time first, which is fine because I'd been sitting on those for a couple of years. Um, and then you get to take 90 days. You get, I think it was 90 or 99 days of a leave um, and still have your job guaranteed when you come back. Okay. Any day after that, they put your position in freeze and then they can decide whether to rehire or not, but they have to fly the position for other people to apply. And I'm like, I can't take that risk. <laughs> so I have to be back on this date. <laughs> so I have that pushing me too, but I'm like, ah, oh, but I keep falling behind. Every leg during, uh, every leg uh, in section A, I fell at least a day behind, if not more. So I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Right. You could, you could see that schedule slipping Mm -hmm. there with, I mean, at a certain point it was going to be unlikely that you would be able to make it up later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know I'd get faster, at least I thought I'd get faster. This was before the arthritis started telling me, no, (laughs) probably would have been in Washington somewhere, but I don't think I'd be close to the end. Right. You'd, You'd have to section hike the last bit. Yeah. <laughs> when did it become apparent to you that things were going to have to change pretty radically? Um, you mean towards the, like towards the end when, uh, when I got off trail, I'd say the first time in Barrel Springs, um, because I didn't know what the problem was. But after they came back and said, no, it's, it's not a, a stress fracture. It's, it's a, it's arthritis. Uh, okay, so how am I going to deal with this? I mean, the doctor actually wanted me to—he wanted me to take some heavy-duty medication that has some really bad side effects. <laughs> Not conducive to the trail. Let's just put it that way. Um, but um, he also wanted me to ice, elevate, and ice my feet every night. I'm like, well, sure. Let me carry an igloo with me while I hike like 15 miles in a day <laughs> during the heat. <laughs> That's not going to work. Yeah, so I, I knew at that point that I would have to do uh, shorter miles, shorter miles, or um, or section hike at the most. Um, I could do longer sections, but yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. I doubt I would be able to do it through. Um, some people have said, "Well, if you do, if you eat certain things, take more fish oil and things." I'm like, okay, I understand. I could make it easier, but it's still going to be there. It's it just unfortunately yeah. doesn't disappear. <laughs> Yeah. So, so at that point, once you knew what was going on with your feet, you, at least in your head, acknowledged that things were going to change and that, you know, the, the nature of the hike might change. Yeah. yeah. But, I do. Yeah. but in the book, you're still like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it was just a, uh, a, a flare up and it will go away. <laughs> That's my hope. But again, it's the, the, the fantasy of the trail. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not like you're using it every day for, for hours and hours or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried, um, I had a, 
oil, CBD oil. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. CBD oil. <laughs> I was trying that. Um, uh, uh, vitamin I. Um, even had Tylenol with me. But yeah, it's it's. I, I actually had little capsules of um. Oh, what is that stuff? They use it in Indian food too. Uh, um, turmeric. Blanking. Turmeric. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I had capsules of turmeric. Um, and that helps, but I'm sure it, I'm sure it's, it's just nothing gets rid of it completely. Yeah. But, yeah. So the turmeric was your, your version of an anti-inflammatory essentially. Yes. Or yeah. an attempt at. Yeah. Yeah. That and, and vitamin I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because not to give it away, but the book is titled a hundred miles plus a few. Um, <laughs> uh, like you came off, you had your foot looked at um, and you got the bad news, but you're still gung ho. So you're still back, but now you're fighting it and you're fighting yourself. Yes, definitely fighting myself. So I got, I got to Warner Springs and uh, I had to take a day off because I, I had sent a care package to myself of food um, before I even started the, the trail. And it was, I think I got to Warner Springs on a Saturday and it was too late, you know, for the post office. So I had to wait to get it on Monday. And in hindsight, I wish I would have just brought something with me from home or bought something there because they have some food at the, at the center and just gone. But no, I had to wait a day because I wanted that bat, that stupid box. And then the next day, the weather was just atrocious. And, uh, well, not, it wasn't too bad. I just, my, uh, my rain gear kind of failed on me. And I didn't pack my uh, puffy jacket properly. So it got soaked. And I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? <laughs> and I had a mild freak out. And then I'm like, I'm calling and I'm going home. Mistake number two. <laughs> Just, I mean, there's, there's the people there at the center could help. But I was just like, okay, it's raining. I'm obviously not going to get to hike out today. Um, so I, I'm like, oh, uh, I it, the, the, the trail challenges you physically, but it also cha challenges you mentally and emotionally. And I was fine mentally and emotionally. I mean, there were struggles, but I think I was fine up until I got off the first time and had the foot looked at. When I came back, um, I think there was just more things piling on. And I was like, oh, I'm done. And I think another problem is because I lived too close to that section. I had a bailout and I'm like, yeah. if I was up, but I was somewhere else. I'm like, I would have just dealt with it or had to deal with it. And I wouldn't have went, I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah. Just call up and say, Hey, can you come pick me up? Yeah. I'm like, ah. Uh. So yeah. So I went off then and then I came back a third time because <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to beat this thing. I'm at least going to finish section B or part of section B and um, had more problems. <laughs> Oh, that was like uh, that that was bad weather compared to the first weather that that was extremely bad weather um but then i was sick on top of it i'm like oh my gosh seriously <laughs> it's like i think the trail is telling me i'm done for this year or your body was telling you you were done for or this that. year yeah definitely <laughs> having all of those things happen to you and causing you to get off trail how does that change or how has that changed your relationship to the trail? Um, 
it's not all encompassing as it once was. Um, I mean, it was like almost every waking and breathing moment. I would always think about outside of work. Of course, I would always think about like, I got to get on the trail. I want to through hike this trail. And I still enjoy hiking. Um, am I driven to through hike? There's still that fantasy. I, I first, when I first came off the trail, I said, absolutely not. But now a couple of years later, I'm going, Oh yeah, it would be really nice to be through hike. And so I've forgotten the pain that was associated already. That's happened. <laughs> so I'm starting to think I'm like, mm. but I'm like, I don't think I'd be able to now because I blew through all of that vacation time for work. I probably wouldn't be able to until retirement, but there's that worry about my movement with arthritis as I age too. So I'm like, oh. so I'd like to do some sections. Um, there was a plan this year to actually do um, the, uh, the finish that first half of B where I left off, mm-hmm. but I changed it because we are hopefully um, in June, we're going to do, take two of a wedding that didn't happen last year because of COVID um, and then road trip up to the Pacific Northwest. And there was an opportunity to um, stay around or stay at the Timberline Lodge and nice. like day hike. And I'm like, I've never hiked the PCT outside of the desert. I would love to do that. So yeah. we're going to try to do that. Um, you totally gosh. have to do that. Yeah. And it's the easiest way to, it's the easiest place to get on the trail of anywhere. Totally. Yeah. The trail is like totally. 50 yards behind the, the lodge. It's oh, nice. Simple. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great to do like a three miles out and back, like six mile hike or four miles yeah. out and back. Depends on the partner. Depends how much they want to do. <laughs> well, and you can also go like, you can also go each direction. You know what I mean? Cause you're going to oh, nice. see it. It's going to be a little bit different Burn each way. Itself. Um, but even more so like in that area, it's kind of wild in that area specifically, because obviously the lodge is right there, um, which makes it really nice, but you can also then come around through the Portland area, whatever, and come down to Cascade locks and you see the bridge of the gods and that kind of thing, which is obviously very iconic. Yeah, definitely. Um, We, um, we did that last year. We ended up doing like a, a road trip, which was very strange and hard to do. Um, and we did drive through Cascade Locks and, yeah. um, I, she stayed in the car cause she was like, I'm not hiking, but I went, <laughs> <laughs> I went southbound on the PCT from, um, like the bridge of the gods, just a little bit, like maybe a half mile of that just to experience it. I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. The trail still pulls. Yes. Oh, definitely. It still does. <laughs> How does your, because while you were on the trail, and having tr- struggling and getting off the trail and then coming back on the trail and getting off the trail and coming back on the trail. And <laughs> yes. your partner is at home basically yeah. answering the call. Mm-hmm. Um, like how, how are they feeling about the trail at this point? <laughs> and they were very, she was glad when I got off of it. Um, but she was, she was she she was very annoyed <laughs> having to come and get me a lot though. Um, <laughs> she was in fact the uh, the first the first time no the second time she she was furious and I'm like why are you mad I'm the one hurting I'm sorry but she's like going you don't realize he goes we've we haven't gone on vacation um, we we have done little things but we've been 
I've been saving my funds rather than spending it so we both can go on a vacation. Um, it, I've been saving it towards the hike or buying gear or, or things like that. So they've, the last few years have been sacrificing, you know, going out and having fun um, for the hike. <laughs> that mm-hmm. and I talked about it, uh, I think, a lot. <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, finally, you're going to get this over with. And you're like, now you're quitting and coming back again. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I could see because even though it's your dream, you mm-hmm. both are sacrificing for it. You both. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. Exactly. Both of your worlds yeah. are consumed by it to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and I can totally get, or I totally get why, you know, the, okay, just, do it, get it out of your system, and we can move on with our lives mm-hmm. <laughs> to, you know, the next thing, to a vacation, to an actual vacation. Yeah. I don't think they realize it's never got quite out of your system, though. <laughs> I know. I, I wasn't going to mention that, but <laughs> I <know. laughs> I've talked to too many people now who are like, I'm just going to do the yeah. one. I'm just going to start with the one trail. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to do. And, you know, three years later, they're a triple crowner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the secrets we don't tell. I know. I'm like, <laughs> mm. I feel like there's, oh, there are cats behind me. There is. There it's is. Just uh, the one. <laughs> yeah. There, you, you have a little um, companion in the back, in the back corner behind yeah. you. That is uh, Pip. That's up there. Who is it? Pip. Pip. Perfect. Pip <laughs> is up there. Very comfortable. Looking at the camera. Already. <laughs> he's, he's waiting for me to feed him my bed. Probably. Do you, I mean, I think at this point you've basically reconciled probably to the fact that you're not going to end up being able to do a full through high call at once. Yeah. Um, you know, I, mean, I could always try again when I'm in my sixties, but I uh, realistically. Mm. Yeah. But again, the, the draw of the trail, the, the passion for the trail isn't out mm-hmm. of your system. So, but you also have a partner who's sacrificed, who doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. want to be a section hiker on the trail <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and give doesn't up more like vacations <laughs> yeah. for the trail. Um, I guess it feels a little bit like the, the trail as a mistress. <laughs> Ooh, don't tell her that. <laughs> we didn't speak it. We didn't hear it come out of my mouth. Um but how are you kind of balancing the two things now? Um, or if you just kind of said retirement is, is when we'll, we'll look at it again. Well, I'd like to, well, this year we usually have enough time and enough funds to do like one little vacation a year. So this year we're going to do take two of the wedding and then, and do the road trip again. And I will squeeze some hiking in obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to be, I, I would like to get, I don't know why I'm stuck on linear hiking, but I, I would like to get section B and then C and D of California and so on and so forth. But then I never get to see the green stuff. So <laughs> I might have to, I might have to like pick an, a different section, but um, I would like to knock out some short sections before retirement. And then when retirement does happen, we'll have a little bit more time to do things. So I'm hoping I could like take a longer chunk of time and start knocking out longer sections of the trail um because there's otherwise i mean if i don't knock long enough sections out i will never finish (laughs) in my 80s trying to hike i don't know about that (laughs) 
I would recommend getting the yeah. northern turbinus done before that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Washington, I've heard, is brutal. Pretty gorgeous, but the, um, I mean, I thought I was hurting with the, uh, with the elevation gains in the desert. It's like, it's going to be much of the same. It's, they call it, a, what, a mini Sierra when it comes to elevation I, gain? I would believe that, yeah. And it's a, yeah. it's a lot more remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask you a question. I know you had planned to do it last year, but go yeah. ahead. Um, are you planning this year, next year, or...? I am not planning this year. I, this year is about filling my bank account back up again. Um, <laughs> gotcha. I, I sort of got double whammied last year because I spent the money. We California went down or closed up uh, March 19th. March. Yeah. So I spent the money last year at the beginning of the year to get the stuff for the for the mm-hmm. hike and I start I had basically started to kind of accumulate everything and and whatever um so I had spent that money and then we went into lockdown and I don't have a job and whatever to then refill the bank account so I've been basically living on savings as mm-hmm. well you know for the for the year um so I'm now kind of focused on get the money back into yeah. the account um and get that pseudo safety net or, or whatever back in place and mm. focus on uh, right now I'm focusing on 2023 to 2025, like someplace in that, mm. in that time frame, depending upon cool. what's happening with work or what's happening with some projects that I want to make. Mm-hmm. But it's a hard thing to see people going this year, you know, and, uh-huh. and to, yeah, <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have, you have a similar kind of, yeah. uh, I guess, relationship to it. No worries. Mm-hmm. Um, a similar type of relationship to it um, because you've now had the taste of it. I I haven't had the taste of it yet, um, uh-huh. but the, the wanting is still there, mm-hmm. but kind of denied Yeah. for the moment. Well, you, you can, if you're close enough, you can go out for a day hike. You, just, you might have to drive there, but yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Um, yes. I agree with you that I could go out for a day hike. Um, except for the fact that I just took a new job, um, oh. in, uh, Eastern Europe. So, okay. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> so it will be, uh, a, a day hiked and, uh, deferred. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's, it's it's tough then to see people doing it, mm-hmm. you know, going out and having the experience that you so I so desperately, you know, mm-hmm. wanted to have and had been thinking about for for a long time. Yeah, it's it is interesting too to see. Um, I don't I haven't really followed too many vlogs for this season yet, but there's a couple I picked up, and when they go past an area that they went, I went past um, in 2019. It's interesting to see the differences. It's this year is a much drier year. I'm like, they're like, look, there's no water. I'm like, that was a raging stream in 2019. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it, it's, it's cool. I couldn't to 2020. I couldn't watch them really. Um, um, cause of one is cause of COVID, but two is because it was still too fresh and too raw. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch any vlogs, but this year I find myself coming around a little bit more. And, and the want to watch it, but I, I haven't picked up more than just a couple. Yeah. I think it's an, it's an evolving thing. Yeah. 
you know, that, that relationship to the trail that, um, the, I, I mean, it's, maybe this is overblown, but the sorrow of not doing or the sorrow of missing out on the moment type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. But, but you had a hundred miles plus a few <laughs> out there. Uh-huh. Um, what, what was your big kind of takeaway from that while uh, you were out there? While I was out there, I, I, you know, I thought, it's 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 a struggle with us as we get older too because i'm like when i was younger um played athletics um never been super skinny but it's was different when you're when you're younger and you're involved in athletics it's if it's extra weight it's there's not it's it's not a big deal plus it's probably muscle mass as well um and i thought that i could easily get back into that form when hiking because I'd been hiking prior to get myself into shape and I thought within a week or two that I would be fine that I would like rebound to my 20s I, not realistically but that I'd be able to <laughs> do a really you know, snap back I didn't expect to be super fast just snap back you know I expect to be able to pull 20 mile days by week two now I didn't quite expect that but I was hoping um, especially going into Julian because it looks you look at an elevation map, it looks mostly downhill. It's not. <laughs> There's one steep downhill that's really brutal on your knees. And then the rest is not downhill um, until you go down the flat right before scissors crossings. Um, but I, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not as, my takeaway during the hike was, I guess I'm not as tough as I used to be. And I'm not as capable as I used to be, which is frustrating. Um, but then after the hike and I'd say after quite a lot of time after the hike I thought wait a minute I I hiked over 100 miles you know technically 118 miles plus all the mm-hmm. little extra thingies um and that's you know it, people at work were saying are you kidding you did this this is so awesome and I'm like ah but I, I mean the miles too the whole trail is over 2,000 miles um I didn't even get five percent <laughs> but they're like no that you did this it's a really good accomplishment and I'm like, okay, I'll accept that. But but I want to see more of the trail. I want to keep going. Even though it's not a through, I still want to um, you know, discover the rest of the trail and experience that. Experience other animals rather than foxes. And <laughs> that loud vixen <laughs> out there. Right? <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to have seen a bear. A cougar, I would have freaked out a little bit. But, um, but Be I careful what you ask for. Neat. I know. It still would have been neat. I'm like, oh, I still, and, and day one, I, I heard, I didn't see the rattlesnake. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. No more rattlesnakes. <laughs> Check that off. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> no more things. How has it changed the way that you acknowledge yourself or your accomplishments or, and your self-talk? Um, I'm, I'm still my worst critic. And I was then also. Um, it's like, what could I have done to, to make it easier on myself? Um, it's like, could I, would I have been better off if I was able to manage to lose more weight? Cause I did lose some weight before the trail. Um, cause I know that impacts the joints, uh, makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, 
would that have made it easier? Of course, then COVID happened. And now not only have I gained a weight back from the trail and got that, what, the COVID-15 on top of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I think I also um, was fixated more on um, distance and making miles rather than enjoying the experience. And um, more than one hiker told me, you know, I'm like, oh, I should be here. I should be here. I should be at Lake Marina by today. And I'm here. And and I or I'd say that about Mount Laguna or Julian. And I had more than one hiker saying, you're exactly where you need to be. You're exactly where you should be and need to be. And I'm like, when they say that, but I'm like, it's so true. If I would have just relaxed. I think, um, I mean, it was still an enjoyable experience around, you know, other than the pain every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> but it's, I think I would have enjoyed it more if I would have listened to them rather than being so fixated on making miles and uh, worried about the schedule. Did you feel like you were, I mean, there was a schedule that you had to keep mm-hmm. um, because of your time off, but did you also feel like you were competing or comparing yourself against the hikers around you or the hikers that you were hiking with. And that was also then throwing you kind of for a loop. Always. I'm, it's not a race. You're not supposed to be competitive, but I'm always doing that. Um, Especially when it's people more around my age group. I'm like, Oh man, I got to pick this person. Come on. (laughs) I got to at least keep up with them. But it didn't always happen. Um, For the most part, a lot of the people around me younger. I mean, it's just the demographic of the trail. Um, there were some that were around my age. Day one, I no, day two. Two, two. No, that was day three. <laughs> I see I've lost it already. It was the climb out of Hauser. Um, I was playing leapfrog with this guy from Oregon called Frank. And um, he was probably older than me, actually. And we ended up eating the burger together at Lake Marina at the malt shop. And he called Scout of Scout and Frodo and just said, I'm out. I got to go home. I'm like, no, don't leave. Because <laughs> I mean, he was a really nice guy. And, but he, I kind of found out later that he, um, he said, well, I had, he had like heart surgery or he had some heart issue in the previous couple of years. I'm like, what? <laughs> so he was worried that something was going on. But in hindsight, I think he contacted me afterwards and goes, I think I was just dehydrated. I wish I would have stayed. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but he was in my age group. Um, there's a guy named Eric that I hike with a lot. I think he's younger. I think he's maybe in his forties. Um, but he, we would leapfrog a lot. And, uh, but mostly everyone was younger and a lot faster. Um, there was a cluster of women that I started hiking with. Um, was it before? It was a little bit, it was between Mount Laguna and Julian in section A. And they, um, they're around my, they're still a little bit faster than me. They ended up, they would always camp like a few miles ahead of me, but I'd always catch them. And they're like, wait, they're like, we don't, we, I wouldn't leapfrog. We would, um, I would lag behind and then they would stop for a long break. And then I'd stop, I'd catch up to them. I'd stop for a shorter break and uh, we'd eat lunch together or snack together. But we rarely, I don't think, I only camp with, um, Chantelle is one of the ladies' names. I only camp with her once. But I never got to camp with the other two because they were always ahead of me. <laughs> but I was close enough where I'm like, hey, I almost could see this turning into a, a trail family situation. But 
but then I got off at Barrel Springs because of my foot. So that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah. What would you tell? Because I, I, it's interesting because me being 50 now, and that was kind of the whole point of doing the trail and uh, for me last yeah. year. Um, but there are things that we have to think about at this age. There, there are, my body has history in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it will not forgive me for. Um, what, so I get a lot of questions from people, particularly women, honestly, at this age, you know, whatever saying, I want to do it. I want to do it so bad, but I don't know if I can, I'm too old. I don't know if I'm in condition for it. You know, like all of the, all of the self-talk, the negative self-talk that we all have, Mm -hmm. like, what would you say to them? I would say everyone's different. Um, everyone's fitness level is different. Everyone has different, like you said, history. <laughs> some people might have um, uh, old injuries that will come back to bite them. And some people can just have chronic arthritis or something. But there's, um, and I haven't read the book yet, the, um, that, that lady that hiked the AT when she was like in her 70s, Gatewood, Grandma Gatewood or something like that. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I heard of her, yeah. I I haven't read the book, but I mean, she was older than us and she's hiking. There's, there's women out there in their seventies hiking this. Um, I would say stay active, stay moving, um, go out and hike and practice with your gear. Um, you can do this. It's just, you just, and it, a lot of, I, I run across a lot of women who worry about doing it alone. I'm like, trust me, you're not going to be alone. You're, <laughs> you're going to be around 25 other people snoring. No. <laughs> I mean, you might be, but it's not scary. Yeah. And particularly at the beginning, it's so crowded. It's yes. really more yeah. as you get further north out of the Sierras, even that you're going to have the loneliness potentially. Yeah. The solitude. Yeah. But it's, it's, you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to do it unless you just get out there and do it. So, I mean, do your diligence, do research, um, uh, get out and practice. And this way you're prepared at least physically <laughs> and, um, and, and, and try it. I mean, even if you don't succeed the first time, I know at least one other person who went my year, uh, who's a woman in her, I think she's in her forties, um, approaching 50. Um, she's going to go out and do it again this year, the whole thing, the whole thing. So I'm like, you can, you can try more than once. <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah. it's not just a uh, one and done and, and you have to give up on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess as we were kind of, as we've kind of been talking about, like there are different ways to approach doing it. You know, there is Mm -hmm. the, you have to, you, I shouldn't even say half. Uh, You do all the miles at one time or in one season, I Mm -hmm. should say. Um, But you can also section hike it Mm -hmm. um, and take it in chunks and however big or small that you want to, or do a lash, a lot, you know, a long ass section hike mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of um, through hikers will, will be envious of the lashers because they can, it's not that they're going slower, but they can take their time and enjoy the surroundings a little bit more rather than just being miles, miles, miles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got another cat popping up there. Um, anyway, sorry. I just got a squirrel moment. Squirrel. Uh, oh, behind me, I see. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah. And, and it's interesting because like that was kind of my approach or was going to be my approach last year was take it slower. Like I, I knew that I didn't really want to go beyond maybe 17 miles a day. Um, mm-hmm. you Especially know, at the beginning. Particularly at the beginning, you yeah. know. But even once I got going on, you know, I have a surgically repaired knee. It doesn't take kindly to long walks, you know, on the dirt, so to speak. But so I was specifically looking at taking it slowly. I was specifically looking at not going more than 17 miles, even once I had gained Mm -hmm. uh, endurance. Mm -hmm. But I was also very clear with myself up front that I was going to give up some time in town to still keep it within the time frame mm-hmm. that I wanted to be done with. Yeah. Did you, was that crazy? Like how was the draw of town? The draw of town, when you knew you were going to get close. Um, it's funny. I always thought it, I would want to go straight for like a shower or to get clean first, but I learned fairly quickly that even with trail food, even if you're eating while on trail, when you're when you're approaching a town, all you can think about is town food. So the lure of town is there, definitely. Um, I don't like to drink. I mean, especially on trail in the heat, that has no attraction to me. But if I, I'll have a drink with somebody. But so most of my my money would be spent on um, places to stay or food. Um, do I have to stay there like an extra day to party with friends? No. I mean, if I'm, if my trail family is there and if I had knowing me, if I wasn't so tired, like I had a couple of unscheduled zeros <laughs> early. Um, but Julian, when I was just like mentally, I was like, Oh, um, but I'm glad I stayed because a storm system rolled in the next day. Um, so at least I had a, a nice warm place to stay, but um I think later, if I was able to stay on trail, um, because I was so obsessed with miles, I would have gone in there and done Nero's, but rather than take a zero, unless my body was just killing me. And then I would have stayed. Um, like Julian, that, that extra, that unscheduled zero day I had in Julian, I slept for half the day. I just laid in bed because <laughs> I was hurting. Um, and I did get out when the rain lessened a little bit because I wanted to go wander around the town. Um, but a lot of things wasn't op- were not opened um, because of the rain, which is odd. Um, but then, yeah, you just go back to your hotel room and huddle in. Or they don't have any campgrounds in Julian, so you can't tent it there. You have to be in the hotel room. Or there's another place to stay called Stagecoach RV Park or something, and you can tent over there. Um, but that's to the other side of Scissors Crossing somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I think the allure would have been there, especially for food and to clean up. Laundry is big and showering is, is um, <laughs> stuff you take for granted. Man, running water. Oh my gosh. The stuff you take for granted. <laughs> you don't realize until you're on that trail. <laughs> I can imagine that showering is, is uh revel- revelatory. Like just, yes. just ah, moment. You're like, Oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if you had slowed down a little bit, not been pushing yourself and I just accepted that 
you weren't going to finish it in your time and you were just going to get as far as you could mm-hmm. that, that, that would have potentially, or could have potentially helped with your arthritis or did, was the arthritis kind of inevitable because of just walking every day? Um, I think it might've helped a little bit. Um, but unfortunately in the desert, um, I'm, you also obsess about water sources Yeah, and you, you can slow down, but it's the way I guzzle water is ridiculous. Um, and, <laughs> and, and that is another piece of advice. If you have, um, I usually one a day, I would have um, like, a, like Gatorade powder or some kind of electrolyte powder. I should have been doing more than one a day. Um, honestly, um, one a day was good, but that was not enough. Um, I, you have to be able to make it to the next water source, um, carrying whatever water that you have. So you're kind of forced to make certain miles. Um, my phone is distracting me. I put it on vibrate, but it's still like, um, so yeah, I think if I slowed down, it would have helped the arthritis a little bit. Um, cause a day going to barrel Springs where I got off, I pushed myself cause I wanted to make barrel Springs cause that was the water after third wa- after the third gate water cache. And from where I camped, it was about 16 miles. And that was a great day. But the last like couple of miles were beautiful trail. It was like mostly downhill, but not too steep. Um, really flat, well-groomed. It was like perfect. But my, my foot was absolutely killing me at that point. Um, but it was hurting early in the day too. I just thought it would work out. You know how you move and the arthritis mm-hmm. pain kind of disappears. Warm up. <laughs> this one didn't warm up. <laughs> it just got worse. <laughs> That's sort of like, I I feel like that's almost like the, the athlete downfall because so often, I don't know about you, but for me, so often, you know, something gets tweaked or I twist my ankle or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. the answer is always just keep, you know, moving, just keep walking on it. it. It'll work itself out. It'll all be good. Mm -hmm. Like uh, sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's honestly the biggest lesson for me at this age is if something feels like it's tweaking or feels like it's going to tweak, like you can start to feel that moment (laughs) is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. Stop and elevate if you can. Stop and elevate. Can't ice it, but. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that is going to be more helpful than continuing to potentially push through it mm-hmm. and actually injuring yourself because it takes a hell of a long time to heal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's man. That's true. <laughs> Sounds like you're speaking from experience. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> this is a lesson that was hard won. Um, what for you was like the perfect trail? Like you started to kind of describe it there, but. Mm-hmm. Um, to, well, to me, perfect trail would be flat now. Um, would be well-groomed. So like not a lot of trip hazards, not a lot of shale. Um, uh, not too windy. I understand windy because you have to get around the beautiful vistas, but, um, and maybe undulating. So you get some elevation and some going down, but not, not steep in any direction. <laughs> So it's like perfect, perfect and easy to walk on, but you know, it's never like that. <laughs> no, just or when you think it might. Yeah, it's very, very short. 
you know, bits of it might be like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. But then you speed up through that and you're through it so quickly. So, so I guess that gets back to your comment before of stock stopping to appreciate the moment to, mm -hmm. to really take in what it is you're doing and where you are doing it and, and all of those things. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's one reason why I, I did do the vlog because I know a lot of this would fade. Mm -hmm. um, and then I wrote in a journal every night too. Um, but the, the photos, the video, little short snippets that I got just you know, doing those videos while I was doing it, it, it I, I'll watch it back and go, Oh yeah, God, I completely forgot that that happened or that that looked like that. I mean, the first, everyone always thinks the first um, 15 miles to Hauser. I had a, a friend once say, Oh, that's flat. I'm like, uh, no, have you seen the elevation thing? Like the, the first, the first like two and a half, two point seven miles is pretty flat, and then you start this climb around where the uh, railroad tracks are, and it continues to climb <laughs> until you drop down into Hauser. I'm like, oh, it is not flat, <laughs> not at all. It's only flat because it's being compared to like the Sierras, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, it was, it was, they, they hike it. And they're like, nobody told me it was like that steep. I'm like, it's, it's, it's right there in elevation profile, but it feels different when you're there. Cause you're looking on a map and then when you're there, you're like, Oh, shoot me now. Cause it's mostly exposed, which makes it harder. <laughs> yeah, totally. Now you were, again, you were referencing your vlog. Um, mm -hmm. How long before, how early before you got on the trail, did you start that? Um, I want to say a year because I started, oh, okay. I wanted to learn, I wanted to learn how to do it. Um, I wanted to document my practice hikes and stuff like that. But, um, I wanted to, I had a GoPro at one point. Um, I had always had the phone and I wanted to figure out how to edit on the phone and get the, the clips and pictures to the phone. Cause I didn't want to like bring anything extra. Um, I ended up actually sending the GoPro home. I didn't even use that, <laughs> but I, I got everything on my phone and I have an Android. So I wasn't using iMovie to edit. I found some other program and, uh, and I, I made myself get the phone and learn how to do everything. So when I hit the trail, um, it was just, it was a really quick setup to video. Um, and when I go in my tent at night, if I had time, I would sit there and like edit and, come call together a video I might not export it or I'd export it but I might not upload it because I might not have signal but it was done so when I would hit an area where I had signal or a wi-fi or a, sig a wi-fi signal I could uh, upload it that way but I could do it quick quick and um like I, I just knew the bells and whistles of the program so I started mm -hmm. early so I could learn that and be somewhat decent at it <laughs> How many subscribers did you end up having before you hit the trail? Um, before I hit the trail? Shut the door. It's coming in. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. No worries. So sorry. Um, before I hit the trail? Um... You just had a cat go up the ceiling. <laughs> there is some someplace. What? <laughs> sorry. There's a, there's... there's a shelf or something along the around the top? There's a shelf on top of the roof. I was like, he, he was there. And then all of a sudden he went straight up. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there's a little, there's a little shelf on top. So oh, she's up got there. it. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Okay. 
Sorry. She's a climber. She's a climber. Apparently. Um, <laughs> I think let's see. I think I had something like 300-ish, maybe a little bit less before I started the trail. So, so about a much, ton. But. So how much did it surprise you when you had people as you were hiking say, oh, I know who you are? It was weird. Yeah, it was. It did surprise me. I expected like maybe some fellow hikers because other hikers will watch other hikers' vlogs all the time. But um and for the most part, they were mostly hikers, but there was like day hikers um, near Mount Laguna. And then the one up at Warner Springs was bizarre because it was a family. There was two grandparents with their kids. And I was walking up to the restroom and this lady flung open the door and almost hit me. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. And then she kind of stopped and looked at me. And I'm like, hi. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> And she's like, you're a geeky girl. I'm like, what? <laughs> but she was there with her husband and their grandkids just like camping for the weekend. And they, they like through hikers. So they camped in one corner of the, the resource center and they watched my vlog. And that, that was bizarre because they're clearly they're, they're fans of the trail. But I, I'm like, there's only, I only have like two or 300 followers. How are these people along the trail? It's bizarre. And yeah, it, I still, it was weird. I actually had a, and when I came off the trail and went back to work, um, there's a middle school and I work in K through 12 um, in technology. And uh, I was helping out somebody in a middle school and the librarian and one of the teachers like said something to me like, oh, my God, you are badass. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was just off the cuff, the comment. And I guess they had seen it and watched it. And um, they somehow figured out that I worked for the district. So they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't. I only made 108. But that was kind of cool because it helped me feel better about getting off at 100 plus miles. So I'm like, okay, maybe it was something of an accomplishment. I can see why that would be, a, why that is a challenge you know, mm -hmm. in terms of how you frame what you did, mm -hmm. particularly from an athlete perspective. Yeah. You know, it's those, the numbers matter for an athlete. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's all about the numbers. <laughs> um, but having those people who have been following you or who are following you, who see you and are so excited and impressed with what you've accomplished did that help to sort of change the narrative in your head? Yeah. Afterwards. Cause I, I like, like I said before, I am my worst critic. Um, but when they're saying stuff like that, I go, okay, Oh, well, I got, I guess that was, that was an accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, but there's still that, but what if I could have kept going in the back of my head? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What it's funny that, because what I'm starting to appreciate with so, so much as particularly as I've gotten older is getting on the trail and hiking or, or doing something that is challenging, you know, whatever that happens to be um, is one thing, but even just getting to a point where, or getting to that moment where you're like, I'm going to try it that in itself is such a huge accomplishment because so many people don't even get there. Yeah. yeah. Let alone it takes the next a lot piece. of planning. Yeah, definitely. 
it's like a lot of planning and like and like we were talking about before a lot of sacrifice to get you to that point yeah yeah and you're finally there well and <laughs> I also it's, it is important to, to slow down and enjoy yourself yeah definitely but I also think and to give you credit and to give credit to every one of the through hikers that are out there and that have been out there, whether they were out there for a day or whether they were out for there for six months, giving yourself permission to want that, giving yourself permission to say, I'm going to try. I could fail. It could, it could blow up in my face, mm-hmm. but I am going to try and, and allowing that to happen and allowing whatever comes next to happen. Um, mm-hmm is bold and brave and i think one of the things that should be celebrated more about doing it versus just i finished it yeah you definitely and you meet some fantastic people along the way hikers and and trail angels yeah it's a it's a wonderful experience and people in rest areas yes and people in rest areas (laughs) it is always Sorry. No, I'm just remembering the, the Sunrise Trail. I think it was that one, a rest area that um, had natural air, that didn't have natural air conditioning. It's um, It wasn't a pit toilet, but you went in there and there was a breeze in there. It was just, it felt delightful. <laughs> and we, we talked about that the entire time on our lunch break, me and the rest of the hikers, and we were just, uh, you know, drink, refilling, filtering our water. And we're like, have you tried the restaurant? <laughs> It has some natural air conditioning because you're just pouring sweat. So it's like, it's wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, your rest areas comments reminded me of that. <laughs> well, I could see it also like you guys are sitting outside and it doesn't feel oh. like it's breezy or whatever, but for whatever reason, that restroom is properly like properly facing and the air venting is just mm-hmm. in the right spot <laughs> that it um, caught whatever breeze there was. And <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, I want to stay in here forever now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to look at um, the my notes that I have on here. And I have a note here about ghost lights. I'm trying to remember oh. what that was. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing the name, but there's a canyon called Oriflame Canyon uh, between Mount Lagoon and Julian. And there's um, there's uh, several campsites around a boulder field. Uh, I didn't make it that far, but uh, uh, there's supposedly, if you look across the canyon during certain nights, they have these, um, they call them ghost lights. Uh, there's like flares that you can see in the distance just floating. And um, you, you don't know what it is, but uh, some theories, the scientific theory <laughs> is that it's static electricity that when it's windy, the sand sets off these flares and it's, they call it aura flaming canyon. It means something. I forgot what it was, but it's like Canyon of flame or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I wanted to see that, but I didn't camp in that. It's supposed to, if you camp on that boulder field, you might have a view of it, but I didn't quite make it that far. I, I just jumped. I just saw a flat spot on the side of the trail that particular day. And went, okay, <laughs> you <it."> said, done. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Well, it's good to know. I, I certainly, if if given the opportunity and the energy, um, I would certainly seek those things out because it sounds really cool. Yeah, 
That would be neat to see. And you could probably, I don't know if you could day hike it, um, but you could do like an overnight probably from one of the trailheads near the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a couple of day hike. It'd be fun. Yeah. In your book, you you go into the difference between pea style versus pea funnel. Yes. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. This is really important, particularly for us. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, it's, it's a, uh, for those of you who don't know what they are, it's a female urinary device where you can pee standing up and it's a miracle. Um, the funnels though, and there's several brands out there, um, it's literally a funnel. And if you, if you pour water into a funnel too quickly, you know what happens. It kind of backs up and overflows. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't drain fast enough. But the um, the pea style is a it's like a half pipe. It's like open on the top, and it's like a half pipe like like that. Um, and it doesn't overflow, and it's it's wonderful it's, if you use it properly. <laughs> Sometimes accidents happen, but <laughs> yes. But it, it's nice though because you don't you don't have to worry about hiding behind the bush or or you know something biting your butt while you're squatting. I mean. At least mm-hmm. with, num- with number one, anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, I highly recommend those products. Or they're liberating. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to say the thought that came into my mind was it levels the playing field. Yes. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> what was your most difficult moment out there or time out there? Um. Uh, God, there's so many. Okay. <laughs> Um, I would say before the first time I got off, I would say the time coming down from, um, the day before Julian, when I, um, was a hot day, but I wasn't dehydrated like I was on day two. Um, and he had just gone down a really steep uh, downhill and, my knees were like banged up, which usually I don't have trouble on downhills, but that thing was steep. Um, and we had uh, taken a break in this dry riverbed area. And um, then it was me, Eric, and Chantel. We were all hiking up to the trail. Um, it was kind of, it was weird. It was a dirt road and the trail branched off. And it was a steep uphill. And I don't know if it was the heat. It was towards the afternoon. So my energy level had crashed. And I just was absolutely miserable. Eric took off. He was like, he's so powerful on uphills. He just, he's like, he's gone. But me and Chantel kind of shuffled along. And I just could just feel the negativity exuding off of me at that point in time. I'm such a stupid, this is horrible. Like, what am I doing out here kind of thing? And Chantel is like going, let's just keep going and find a camp spot. <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I think I even apologized to her. Um, if I didn't, I apologize to you now. I'm, I'm <laughs> negative, but um, but she was very almost like positive affirmations, just keeping us going until we found a, a, a camp spot later, um, which we did. It took a while, but yeah, it was just that those few miles. I was absolutely miserable. It's just when you get um, heat combined with uphill and and tiredness with me. Uh, um, I just get absolutely miserable. If it was cold and it was uphill and I was tired, I don't think it'd be as bad. 
Um, as long as it wasn't raining. <laughs> um, but yeah, heat, heat gets me, unfortunately. I didn't realize how badly it, it affects me, but it, it does. It's, it, it bit you. Yes, it definitely bit me. <laughs> and that, and um, I had a, I also had like problems with ingrown toenails and stuff. And oh, right. So, I totally uh, forgot about that. Like, I'm assuming that that happened too. once you got on the trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have problems with it in everyday life, but I think, I think when I cut, I cut my nails super short because I didn't want them tapping my, uh, my shoes and, and losing nails, but I still lost one. Um, and I think that contributes to it, but I must be prone to them because I, I didn't get blisters. I got ingrown. I got infected toenail. <laughs> so gross. It's hurt too. But <laughs> it's like you, you stop and you, you clean them out and you just rest your feet. And then a fly comes along. You're like, get out. My, <laughs> like swarming your foot. Like stop. Uh, it's it is gross, but it's true. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I did. I don't think I took any pictures of it though, so I didn't want to put that <laughs> traumatize anybody. <laughs> Was the ingrown toenail part of what knocked you off trail, or you were just hiking through it? I was hiking through that. Now, no, that it, that's an annoyance, but that's not what knocked me off the trail. That was mostly what I thought was a stress fracture, which is the arthritis and the swelling and other joints. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the toenails, who knows what would have happened. I had to address that eventually because they, they were At not some annoying. point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tried to keep them clean, but you can't out there. You just can't. <laughs> well, and that, I guess that was kind of what I was waiting for you to do because you kept mentioning your toenails and the ingrown toenail and, inflamed and infected and all of that but you just you just kept going with it um and i was kind of i guess waiting yeah for you to have to deal with for either to get so bad that you would have to deal with it or it would yeah miracle cure itself so to speak yeah well when i got into town um, i didn't do it in julian but i know at warner springs i I went because they offer Epsom salt soaks. Mm-hmm. So I would do those any, anywhere they possibly could. Um, cause that helped, I think, draw the, the nasty stuff out. But and yeah, it was just, it was weird. I'm, I'm like, I thought for sure I'd get a blister, but no, instead I get the ingrown toenails, which is so gross. <laughs> no. The trail's always going to throw something at you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> always. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that we should? Uh, I don't think so. I'm trying to think if I'm from forgetting anything, but no. no the, the only thing I can think of is um, I always hear people talk about how women hiking on the trail is ra- are rare. It's a rare mm-hmm. occurrence, especially together. Um, and it's mostly uh, uh, guys and maybe a token female in the group. Um, I did not see that. Not in my year. There was, a, there was plenty of women hiking. Um, and for a while, um, I was hiking with Chantelle still a lady named Chris, and then another lady about our age called Betsy. She might've even been older. I'm not sure. And had I been able to keep up with them, we would have, we were together for a couple of days. We would have been together for further, for longer. Um, and I mean, I almost, I saw the, 
the beginnings of like a, a tramway for me, but it is what it is. <laughs> but it's it's not rare, and people say it, it's a rare occurrence. It's not rare. Um, so if you're another woman and you're like, oh, I don't want to go hike out there with a bunch of guys. There's plenty of women out there that you can hike with and make friends with. Just you have to find someone who hikes around the same pace as you. <laughs> That's the key is finding the pacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Betsy, saying, saying her name reminded me, uh-huh. Betsy was the one who had the awesome setup, right? That her husband was in yeah. the camper van, basically kind of trailing her or leading her, whatever, up the trail. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, um, oh, did you freeze on me? Uh-oh. There oh, we are. There you are. Wait. There you are. Okay. <laughs> you froze on me for a second. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, um, he, he had an RV. He actually gave me a ride uh, from Barrel Springs to Paradise Valley Cafe the first time I got off. But yeah, he was trailing along with her. Um, so when she could get off trail or to a trailhead, um, she can go in the camper and just, you know, sleep there instead of having to pitch her tent. So she had a nice setup. <laughs> well, and I would also think that. I mean, and they could choose to stay in a hotel when they were in mm-hmm. town, but they could also mm-hmm. choose not to. Um, but I would also assume, because you were saying that she is our age or maybe a little older, yeah. um, that that probably also helped her longevity, just that probably. extra little bit of creature comfort. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. She, um, I know, I don't know if she was going to do the whole trail or not, though. Um mm-hmm. Cause I know she said something about having to go home for a wedding, but then she was going to come back. So yeah, who knows? I, I, I didn't keep in contact with her or everybody. I tried to find her on social media, but I couldn't find her, but uh, yeah, she had, she had a good setup. <laughs> she had an awesome setup. Yeah. Um, I, I know that I remember the one other thing that I wanted to touch base with you on, which is hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. Um you are probably like me and it's been ingrained in you since, I mean, and probably everybody, but it's been ingrained since you were, you know, knee high. Yeah. That you don't hitchhike. You don't, you know, take rides from strangers, take rides from strangers <laughs> or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you out there? What was the first time? Like it was, it was, it was, I was very nervous because I walked up, I was hoping to, um, to ride with another hiker too. Um, like um, Mondo was around the same area, but he, he was gone by the time I got to Scissors Crossings. And uh, so he obviously got a ride already. Um, there was Chris, the first time I met her was down below. There's a water cache down below um, Scissors Crossings on the floor. And I'm like, hey, are you going to Julian? And she said yes. And, but she wasn't ready to do it right then. But I was dying. I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to get to a, the hotel I'd booked. And um, get cleaned up, go get some food. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to get in there. So I was nervous, but um, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I actually had a, um, a little pocket knife that I used for cutting, um, you know, slicing meat or cheese or something for meals. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to use this, but I shouldn't have this in my backpack. I should have it in my pocket just in case. So I slipped that in there. It was supposed to be on a lanyard, but the lanyard broke. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I, I didn't know how long it would take. I know usually 
women get picked up pretty quickly, but I'm also very tall. So they probably, I don't know if they could tell, um, but literally the instant I stuck a thumb out, this, I got someone to pull over and I looked inside and it was this little old lady. I'm like, okay, I think I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I can take her. I think I think I'm fine. So I went and got a ride and she was a sweetheart. Just chatted the entire way. Um, I gave my mom a copy of the book and she just recently read that part. And I'm like, Oh no, she hasn't lectured me yet, but <laughs> she's like, yeah, I just got to the part where you hitchhiked. I'm like, Oh God. Okay. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> the first of many times. Right. <laughs> Did that because that experience was so good. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if you had to hitchhike again or not, but no. Did that sort Although, of, um, I did get a right from Betsy's husband, but no, I didn't. <laughs> he's sort of been pre-established. Yeah. Yeah. I probably later when I had to hitchhike, I probably would have been more open-minded. I still would have tried to go in a group or mm-hmm. a small group. Um, and if I was alone, I still would probably slip the knife in my pocket just to be careful. You know, you hear stories, but just in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little self-protection. You you can be, it, it never hurts to be smart. Yeah. When you're, when you're doing these wild and crazy things. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> where can people find you and where can people find your book? Um, book is available on Amazon, either through ebook or physical book. Um, supposedly you can order it through a bookstore, but they still have to buy it through Amazon. Ah, okay. Through Amazon that way. Uh, yeah, it's self-published Amazon thing. Um, trying to think of my Instagram account, uh, Instagram, I think it's geeky girl adventures. I wrote that down somewhere. Uh, Clank, clank. Sorry. I believe it's, uh, a new. Geeky, I believe it's geeky underscore girl underscore underscore adventures. Adventures, yeah, for Instagram. Um, YouTube is also geeky girl adventures. Okay. Um, And I do have a page on um, Facebook. I don't use it that often. I should, but that one's geeky girl hiker. um, Okay. Which I just changed it and changed everything up um, after the hike because it's. It's more than, I have to warn you about the channel. It's not just hiking. <laughs> it's any kind of road trip, any kind of adventure. I've been recording um, 78 records that I find. Just like the old vintage records that are super thick. So I do all sorts of weird things with the channel. <laughs> it's your self-expression. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gaming videos. There you go. What? was one of your favorite moments out on the trail? Um, I would say it has to be the day that I came back the first time uh, when I got to hike the eight and a half miles into Warner Springs because um, the trail was so forgiving at that point. And um, it's, those meadows, those mountain meadows were just gorgeous. Um, there was still some color left in them and it was breezy. And it's just the top of the weeds were just like waving like, like you were in the middle of an ocean. Um, uh, it was, it was so neat. And then of course, um, the moment you come up to, uh, uh, Eagle rock, which is gorgeous. Yeah. And that's just, that, that was really cool. Um, there was a, you know, after I took my obligatory photo, um, there were some people from uh, Australia that jumped up on theirs and 
there was a one guy playing his didgeridoo up there. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool. But that was, that was a neat moment. Other than starting the whole thing, that was of course a big moment too. <laughs> were those moments times where you knew you were right where you were supposed to be? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Pre-pain, <laughs> especially at the beginning. <laughs> Everything was a little bit more rosy. Oh yes, definitely. A big thank you to Michelle for sharing her stories from the trail and Maya Wynn for the use of the song Try Again. If you want to see our conversation, we now also have a video version of this podcast on our website at hiking-through.com or you can go directly to our brand new Hiking Through channel on YouTube. On next week's episode, I'll be talking with Yard Sale, known off trail as Ashley Manning, about her adventures on the AT and normalizing all body types in the outdoors. I hope that this conversation these conversations inspire you to get out there and have a few hiker trash moments of your own or if that's not your style maybe roll up with some trail magic i'll see you on the trail <laughs> <laughs>